turn um, just quickly <coughs> to John's Gospel and chapter 8, uh, <coughs> verse 58, 56 rather, verse 56, and there was a, a dispute at this time, obviously, between um, the various uh, religious leaders and uh, Jesus, and in verse uh, 56, just uh, one verse here, he was uh, talking to these people and he said, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. This is Jesus. And he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, thou art not yet 50 years old, excuse me, and has uh, has thou seen Abraham? And Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. And we read (coughs) a similar statement back in the book of Genesis, not Genesis, Exodus rather, where uh, Moses was talking to to the Lord and uh, he asked that question in uh, chapter 3 of Exodus and he said, uh, Moses said unto God, uh, Behold, when I come to the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say unto me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shall you say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent thee unto you. And uh, so he talking a little bit about that today, that whether we're talking about the Lord God or we're talking about Jesus Christ, we're talking about the I am. We're talking about, uh, if you like, uh, the one that created the universe and uh, what we are involved in on the earth and uh, uh, the things that are here. And the I am created them. And uh, if we read all about that back in chapter 1 of Genesis, but we see that uh, the I am is is doing things and, and Jesus was challenged uh, about his authority and uh, what he was doing and how come he can do this and do that. And he said, before Abraham was, I am. And uh, he, not as though he will be or he was or he uh, will be in the future. He said, I am. So at any time in uh, in our lives, the I am is with us whether we refer to the Lord God or the Lord Jesus Christ. If we go to um, Deuteronomy in chapter 4, we read in verse, starting in verse 30, chapter 4 and verse 30, When thou art in tribulation, and all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days, if thou turn to the Lord thy God and shall be obedient unto his voice, for the Lord thy God is a merciful God, he will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget forget the covenant of the fathers which he swear unto them. For ask now of the days that are past, which were before thee, since the day that God created man upon the earth, and ask from the one side of heaven unto the other whether there hath been any such thing as this great thing is, or has been heard like it. Did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire, as thou hast heard and live. He's talking, Moses is talking here to the children of Israel, and he said, have you heard these things? 
Have you heard the voice of God talking out of the midst of a fire? Verse 34, has God essayed to go and take him a nation from amidst of another nation by temptations, by signs, by wonders, by war, by a mighty hand and by a stretched out arm, by great terrors, according to all that the Lord your God did, did for you in Egypt before your eyes. Unto it, unto thee it was showed that thou mightest know that the Lord, he is God, there is none beside him. Out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice that he might instruct thee and upon the earth he showed thee his great fire and that thou heardest his words out of the midst of the fire. And because he loved thy fathers, therefore he chose their seed after them and brought thee out of his under, out in his sight with his mighty power out of Egypt to drive out nations from before thee greater and mightier than thou art to bring thee in, to give thee the land for their inheritance as it is today. Know therefore this day and consider in thy heart that the Lord he is God in heaven above and upon the earth beneath, and there is none else. Thou shalt keep therefore his statutes, his commandments, which I command thee this day, and it may go well with thee and with my, thy children with thee, that thou mayest prolong thy days upon the earth, which... Uh, <coughs> The Lord uh, thy God giveth thee for uh, forever. And so it goes on. But we see Moses was talking to these people and uh, maybe we can consider ourselves in this. As he said there in verse 34, I think, or somewhere there, yes, God said, I, I said or uh, took, uh, undertook to go and to take him a nation out of other nations or an individual in a group, if you like, and we can sort of consider our lives and we're in a family and for some reason the Lord picked us. Maybe an individual, maybe a few out of the family, but as the Lord said, he took one nation out of, out of other nations, the children of Israel. He picked them out and he said, you're mine. And originally they were married and the Lord was going to look after them. But Israel didn't think that was a good idea and left. But the Lord chose you and I and these other things apply that, you know, we've heard the voice of God as we speak in tongues. The Spirit of God is uttering. We hear the the voice of God. We see the the, the the blessing of God in our lives as it talks there and the things that happen here and there through our life. Each day there's miracles happen. There's things uh, going on that uh, at times we're not aware of. But God is doing things in our life. And Moses was talking here to the children of Israel and what God has done in their lives, in their situation. And it's no different to you and I today. But if we go over to... Just look at a couple of uh, interesting places. Uh, Joshua chapter 10. Just over a little bit further. Probably the next book. Joshua chapter 10. We see here of a uh, verse 8. Chapter 10 verse 8. We see here of a story. We, back in verse 5 there, there was a kings of the Amorites and the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of uh, Jarmuth, the king of uh, Elachis, the king of Eglon gathered themselves together and went up 
they and all the host who encamped before Gibeon and made war against us. So the the people were in trouble. <coughs> and uh, the men of Gibeon, in verse 6 there, they uh, sent unto Joshua uh, to the camp in Gilgal, saying, Slack not thy hand from the, the, thy servants. Come up to us quickly and save us and, and help us for all the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains are gathered together against us. So we're in, we're in strife here. This army was coming down against us. And uh, so in verse 7, so Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valour. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not them, uh, fear them not, for I have delivered them into thy hand. Uh, uh, there shall not a man of them stand before thee. And Joshua therefore come unto them suddenly and went up from Gilgal all night. And the Lord discomfited them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them along the way that goeth to Beth Horon and smote them to Azakan and uh, unto Makatah. And it came to pass as they fled before Israel and were going to down to Beth Horon that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them uh, unto Azekah, and they died. They were more which died with hailstones than the whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the the Lord, the, the, the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalong. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. It is, is not uh, this written in the book of Jasher, so that the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hastened not to go down, about a whole day, and there was no day like it before or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man, for the the Lord fought for Israel. And when we start to think about these things, (coughs) reading there in verse uh, chapter um, uh, 4 of Deuteronomy, where it talks there about the Lord, you know, reminding, or Moses reminding the children of Israel what the Lord had done, in their life, how he'd brought them out, and he'd, he, with signs, wonders, and miracles, he was performing and looking after them. And uh, here was is just a little bit further down the track where Joshua was involved, and he was a, a mighty man of valor. And there was this whole host come against him, and uh, to finish the job, he said, "Son, stand still." And the sun stood still for about a whole day. And when we think about that, that we'll read in a moment about, uh, and we might go over there anyway, something to do, to Second Kings, why not? We'll do that, we'll read that first. I won't say anything else until after that. And uh, <coughs> Second Kings in chapter 20, we read <coughs> um, verse 1 here, it talks about a fellow called Hezekiah. In those days Hezekiah was sick unto death, in verse 1, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, set thy house in order, for thou, thou shalt die and not live. Good news there for Hezekiah, wasn't it? 
Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which was good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass, uh, before Isaiah was gone out of the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears, behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord, and I will add unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hands of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for mine own sake and my servant David's sake. And Isaiah said, Take a lump of figs, and they took and laid upon the boil, and he recovered. And Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, What shall be the sign that the Lord will heal thee, that I shall go into the house of the Lord on the third day? And Isaiah said, This sign shall thou have of the Lord, that the Lord will do this thing that he spoken. Shall the shadow go forward ten degrees or go back ten degrees? And Hezekiah answered, said, Is a light thing for the shadow to go down ten degrees? Nay, but let the shadow return backward ten degrees. And Isaiah prophet cried unto the Lord, and he brought the shadow ten degrees backward by which it had gone down to the dial or the sundial of Ahaz. So you see, once again, not that it actually stood still here, it went back ten degrees. The sun actually went backwards, not like today. We say we can move our clocks forward, or you know, next year we can turn them back, all that sort of thing. But this is the actual sun moving backwards or standing still for about a day, and that's what the Lord our God can do. And that's really what Moses was talking about when uh, <coughs> when he spoke back in Deuteronomy. And reminding the children of Israel, remember he said the Lord took a nation out of a nation. Or he took an individual, you and I, out of a family, out of a group of people. And I said, come over here, I want you to be one of mine. And I will look after you. And I will bless you. And I will heal you. And I will direct you and, uh, and guide you and so on through the time. And fortunately we don't have to be like Joshua and race out and with the sword and, and take on uh, people and wait for the sun to stand still or go backwards or whatever. But our God will do things for us. And really that's the point, that whatever we're, we're sort of struggling with in life, God is the answer. Jesus Christ is the answer because whoever, whichever one we spoke to or they spoke, I am is with us. I am has sent the Spirit of God to us, and I am you're going to look after us. I am will direct us and lead us and guide us and heal us and set us free and, and, and take away any fears and anxieties that we might have. These are the promises that God has given to us. That's the God we worship. And he, as he said in Deuteronomy, if you keep these laws and statutes, I will bless you. And it's no different today. If you repent and you're baptized and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, I will bless you. That's God's promise. 
to his children. And uh, you and I can take hold of those things and see that even in amazing circumstances and, and, and very unique, in the days of Joshua, he said, Son, stand still, because we haven't finished the job here. We've got people to kill off. The enemy's coming against us, and we've got to attack them. The Lord did a lot, and Joshua did a lot more, but the Lord said, hang on a minute, I'll hold the sun while you do it. I'm not sure how they fought for two days. It was quite amazing, really, but that's, they did that. And here we see in the, in the King Hezekiah, and we see the Lord, as he, as he said, I will give you 15 days, 15 years rather, not 15 days. And, uh, <clears throat> um, and he will deliver the city. And that we can read about that and how he, Sennacherib came down to take hold of the city and so on. But Hezekiah, God delivered the city, kept it. All the other, most of the other cities in the northern parts of Israel had gone. And he came down and Hezekiah was delivered. And he was, the Lord added 15 years. It wasn't a good, wasn't a good life for Hezekiah. He went down after that, but it was his own doing. But the Lord kept his promise. Because he said, uh, you know, Hezekiah said to Isaiah, well, it's easy to suddenly go forward, but tell him to go back 10 degrees, which is about 40 minutes. So, Turn the, the sun back 40 minutes and you see the difference. So that's what our God can do. So we sing, we sing that chorus, don't we? We've got any rivers that you think are uncrossable, any mountains you can't tunnel under, through or something. God specialises in things thought impossible. I can't think of the rest of it. I think he just can do just whatever we want him to do. I don't think that's the original words, but that sounds good, doesn't it? Um, something along that line. We sing that chorus now and again. Do we? Who knows that chorus? There you go, we do. Maybe Tom Grosser and I can do a duet this afternoon in the second meeting. We could, maybe at the end of when Colin's talk, and then we can get rid of them all out the, the door. You haven't heard Tom and I sing, have you? Uh, obviously. But... Um, <clears throat> God can do whatever we want us to do. As Joshua said, Lord, we need the sun to be sort of, hang on a minute, we, we don't want it to go dark just yet. And it was a, about a day. And then this fellow went, went back 40 degrees, and that's what our God can do. So whatever our situation is, Whatever we're facing, whatever's happening in our life, maybe there's nothing at all happening, uh, that's fine. But sometimes things come up and we can turn to, to our I am's and say, Lord, help me out of this. And he said, yes, I'll do that because you're mine. You're my children. Let's go over to Jeremiah chapter 32. Book of Jeremiah, just a couple of verses in Jeremiah. <coughs> Jeremiah chapter 32 and uh, verse 17. Jeremiah writing in here saying, uh, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made heaven and earth by thy great power and stretched out, uh, uh, and stretched out arm 
and there is nothing too hard for thee. Down in verse 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? It's a good question, isn't it? We can take from today, is there anything too hard for our God? Do you want him to turn the, the stop the sun or turn it back or fix a situation in your life? God can do it. It's not hard. He can undertake to do these things in our lives. Let's go to the book of Luke, chapter 5, verse 12. <coughs> when Jesus was moving around here in verse 12, and it came to pass, when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy, who was seeing uh, uh, Jesus, fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. And he put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he charged him to tell no man, but go and show thyself to the priest, and offer for thy cleansing according as Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. So, But so much more, the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him as of their infirmities. So we see the man said, if you want to, if you will, if you, you know, if, if you really want to heal me, I know you can. And Jesus answered straight away, and yes, I can. He actually touched him. And you're not supposed to touch someone with leprosy, particularly in those days. But he touched him and said, you're healed. And he said, go and show yourself to the priest. And that's what they have to do in the Old Testament. There was a certain process they went through when they believed they were clean of the leprosy. And this this man, I, I presume he did that, I'm not sure, but the Lord just reached forth and said, I will. I will heal you. I'm happy to do that. And... We're not in that situation where we, we get leprosy as such. But at times we, you know, we get quite unwell. People get un, quite unwell. And we get asked the same question, Lord, if, if you, if you want to, you can heal me. Because Jesus said, I will. Because I am. And we can take hold of those promises. The I am is listening to us. The I am is looking after us. The I am is, is with us each day. The I am is there to strengthen us, to comfort us, to, to give us a, a, a support, uh, you know, times when the pressures come on people and, uh, you know, mental stress and so on and depression, all sorts of things people go, get involved in and happen to people. The Lord said, the I am will heal you. The I am will look after you. The I am is with you every day. So let us not forget those things and he's willing to do it. Lord, you can heal me. Yes, I will. Let's go to uh, Lamentations. It's got you murmuring, hasn't it? There's no such thing, though, thinking. I'll give you a hint. It's just after the book of Jeremiah. Aren't I kind to you? Lamentations in chapter 3, verse 14, <coughs> Lamentations was written by Jeremiah, so 
Um, Jeremiah was a prophet. He wasn't a bullfrog. He wrote the book of Jeremiah. He was in a very awkward situation. He was a prophet in Israel and everybody hated him. And uh, only the Lord, I think, the Lord was the only one who liked him, I think, and uh, because of what he used to say, because Israel had gone bad and uh, weren't doing anything right and he was reminding them of that. So he wasn't terribly happy, and uh, but he he was lamenting. And that's what lamentations basically is about. We read in verse 12 of chapter 3, no, verse 14 of chapter 3, verse 14, I was a, a derision to all my people and their song all the day. So it wasn't a good start for Jeremiah. They didn't like the look of him. And he has filled me with bitterness. He has made me drunken with wormwood. He has also broken the, my teeth with gravel stones. I don't know why he's eaten gravel stones, but he did. He has covered me with ashes. Thou hast removed my soul far from peace. I forgot prosperity. And I said my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Remembering mine affliction and my misery and uh, the wormwood and the gall. <coughs> my soul hath them uh, still in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall in my mind, therefore I have hope. It is of the Lord mercies, the Lord's mercies that we can, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning and great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith the Lord, my, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him. So that, uh, to the soul that seeketh him, it is good that a man should have hope both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. So we hear, we see uh, Jeremiah in, in, in great trouble for a start. And as he, as he wrote briefly there of the things <coughs> that were going wrong, uh, they were, he was a derision. Everybody derided him and laughed at him and so on. Go away, you silly old man. And their songs were against him. Uh, he was filled with bitterness uh, and, and so on and so on and he, even he felt as though his soul was removed from the Lord, uh, the Lord's peace and everything was going horribly wrong and, uh, but he remembered the Lord's mercies. He remembered that the Lord was still there and uh, in verse 22, it is the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because of his compassion fail not. The Lord loves us, wants to look after us. They are new every morning. The Lord's mercies and faithfulness are, are new, great as your faithfulness because it's renewed every morning. And uh, he recognized if we wait on the Lord, and uh, there is hope. There is a an end. There is an answer. And that's really what uh, Jeremiah was writing here, that the Lord was his hope and the mercies of God were his hope. And 
that he could take hold of those mercies. He could take hold of those, uh, that the Lord would t- touch his soul and look after him, even though he was going through uh, a pretty tragic time all of most of his life. Um, the children of Israel and the, and, and, it, and the kings and everybody didn't like him. They tried to get rid of him and so on, but he realised his hope was in the Lord. And really we can see the same, that, uh, you know, maybe we've, you know, we're in that sort of situation if we read uh, these, some of these verses. But once again, the Lord is our hope. The I am is our hope. He is there because he said, look at the sun. I can move that. I can hold it. Whatever you like, I can look after that side of things. I can change things in your life. Whatever your challenge is, God is uh, in charge. We go over to the book of Hebrews. There's a couple of verses here that we see. Hebrews in chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13 and uh, verse 8. We read here, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever. Once again, as Jesus said, before Abraham was... I am. And he's saying here, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, forever, whatever time you're thinking of, I am is still here. I am is in charge of your life. I am is looking after us and so on. In verse 5, towards the end of verse 5, it says there, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. At times we're struggling in life, Jesus said, I won't leave you alone. You're there with me at all times. We, we look at um, Hebrews in chapter 11 and verse just one verse here, verse 5, talks here about a fellow called Enoch. By faith Enoch was translated that he should, see not, should not see death and was not found because God had translated him or before his, before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. Let that be our testimony, that we please God. And if that's the case, we will be translated from this life to the next, from this body to the next body. Talks about that in Corinthians and so on, that the change is coming when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back, we'll be changed in the twinkling of an eye. And Enoch By faith he walked with God, he pleased God. He did what God commanded him to do and he walked in that way. And the same with, uh, right back as we read earlier in in the book of Deuteronomy, if you keep these commandments, if you keep these statutes, I will look after you, I will bless you. And it's the same if we do these things. Acts chapter 2 verse 38 talks about repentance, baptism, being filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues earlier in the chapter. That's his commandment to you and I. That's what we need to do. If uh, if you're new, you're tuning in, in online or here for the first time or listening, these things can be in your life. You want God to change your life? You want the I am in your life? The opportunity is now. The opportunity to come forward uh, and uh, be filled with God's spirit, to be baptised and uh, and to know that the I am 
will look after you, that the I am will sort out your situation, whatever it is, uh, uh, physically or mentally or spiritually, whatever, doesn't matter. The I am will sort it out. The I am will take over your life and direct you and guide you. And you won't have to sort of blunder through life anymore because you know where you're going. As Jeremiah said, the Lord God is my hope. The Lord, the, the book of Job in, in, in chapter, uh, chapter 19 talks about, I know my Redeemer liveth. Job spoke about that and, and Job, book of Job is one of the oldest books in the Bible. This is the oldest book. It was many years ago when Job was around the place, but he said, I know my Redeemer liveth, and one day I shall see him face to face. We should have the same direction, same thoughts, and same hope. As Jeremiah wrote in the book of Lamentations, our hope is in the mercies of God. Our hope is in the future of being taken up and translated the same as Enoch and be with the Lord forever all the people said. Amen. Amen.